Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. It's going to be quite a busy week. We've got earnings, central banks in action, and a lot of geopolitics in the background to help us unpack what to watch out for. We've got Chow Chanana. She is the market strategist for Saxo Singapore. Let's unpack it first with what to expect from the central banks. And of course, the FOMC, the Fed, is going to be high up on the list. But by and large, everyone's expecting 25 basis points, another rate hike. So what are you watching out for when they report their uh, rate decision? Yeah, that's correct, uh, Ryan. I mean, it's all but certain that, you know, we could get another rate hike this week. Um, but the big question that the market's uh, looking to get answers for is whether this is really the last rate hike of the cycle or do we get a clear signal that the Fed will still hike one more time? So I think uh, the possibility really is uh, that they will obviously hike, but keep the door open for another rate hike later in the year and continue to kind of uh, focus on a data-dependent approach because data has been pretty mixed, you know. So it's really hard to settle the debate at this point. We've seen inflation slowing down, but labor market indicators continue to signal that the pace of that slowdown is not enough. Uh, and then, of course, we need to be mindful of the lags in the monetary mm. policy transmission process as well. So I think getting a clear signal out of this meeting is going to be really tough. Yeah, are you expecting any clear signals from the European Central Bank? In fact, uh, I think clearer than what the Fed has to say because uh, over the last few weeks, we've seen this uh, debate on ECB, uh, you know, post the July hike. Uh, uh, so I think a lot of the members are starting to get a little bit uncertain about whether they really need to hike beyond July. And if that kind of an argument does come out of the ECB meeting and given where expectations are, I think the expectations were for the ECB to hike a little bit more. So I think that's a little bit of a more clear signal that we could get from the ECB. But that's a dovish signal for sure. Now, of course, the BOJ also in action. And this with the backdrop of the yen weakening quite a bit. Now, Right now, it's um, above 140. And in the past week, it's weakened by around 2%. So where is the line of sense, so to speak? I mean, Bank of Japan certainly is the outlier here, right? And uh, the markets uh, last week started to expect a tweak from the uh, from the Bank of Japan, but then the expectations were dampened a little bit after some commentary from Ueda himself and also the other central bank uh, officials. Again, you know, I mean, we've got inflation print on Friday, and uh, that's also been quite high. Uh, but again, the bar to really tweak the YCC at this point is really high. So I think the baseline again is for them to keep the yield curve control as it is. It's a low probability even that they might tweak, but the impact could be as large, you know, as it could impact global liquidity as well. So that's something still investors continue to keep an eye on. And expectations are also that they would potentially upgrade their inflation outlook, which is again a signal that even if they don't tighten this week, they might do so at some point in the second half of this year. All right. And looking at what else is also making a news likely in the coming days is the earnings. And this is with big tech in focus. A couple of big names. We've got the likes of Microsoft, Google Parent Alphabet, Meta Platforms. What sort of tone do you think will come through from the numbers? I mean, um, you know, these are the big companies that have really been driving a big chunk of the stock market rally uh, so far this year. Uh, so I think, of course, it's a big test for the markets where they can continue to deliver. The first quarter earnings 
they they were really hyped up because of the announcements related to artificial intelligence. But my sense is that now the expectations of investors on artificial intelligence is also taking a turn. Where in Q1, companies were just expected to kind of announce that yeah, they are considering AI and they are putting research behind it. But now, I think in Q2 earnings, we will start to expect uh, an understanding of what kind of payoffs companies can expect from that um, artificial intelligence investments that they planned to make. So it's, it's, it's a difficult bar to clear. Plus, of course, you know, the kind of gains that uh, we've already seen and the valuations being stretched, even if they meet expectations, and we've seen that with Tesla and Netflix last week as well, um, even if they met expectations, the sentiment was uh, soured a little bit because it could not justify the high valuations that the stocks were already trading on. Uh, so certainly, I think big tech is, fo- is in focus. A lot of companies like Visa and Coca-Cola also kind of important to watch um, on what's really happening with the U.S. consumer. Is it still a strong uh, I think, yeah, there'll be a lot to keep an eye on this week. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Coca-Cola, McDonald's is also including the likes of um, Kimberly Clark, a lot of big names. And I think China is going to be part of the equation as well. How much the market is picking up? How do you see this playing out for many of these players? Uh, so yeah, China, I mean, uh, expectations for stimulus are still pretty modest. But we've seen a range of announcements over the last week or so on consumer spending on, you know, cars and encouraging private companies as well. With their meetings, um, the Politburo meetings upcoming, I think there's expectation that these uh, measures could be a little bit more detailed out. But I think, I mean, China authorities really face a very tough task of, um, you know, because the confidence has been so low. I think some of the biggest headwinds that they really need to address is youth unemployment and Mm. the property sector. So I think I will just keep my eyes focused on those two. (laughs) Yeah, the Politburo meeting is happening this time. uh, This week, uh, end of the week, we'll see if there's any going to be any stimulus measures coming up from that. And food prices, also something we're tracking. And this off the back of a couple of things. First is the Russia grain deal that seems to be falling apart and India banning rice exports, raising some fears that we could see global food prices rise on the front as well. What's your take on how this is playing out? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a serious uh, threat of uh, food supply in the coming weeks and months. And that's a combination of factors. Like you said, it's geopolitics. You know, we're not seeing the same kind of exports from Ukraine's ports as we used to because of Russia backing out from the deal. And then both Russia and Ukraine kind of um, escalating the issue by calling military targets to the ships that are sailing through those reefs. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's really um, a heightened uh, time of uh, political tensions and although there are some alternate ports that are being used to ship Ukraine's uh, food exports, these are longer and costlier so I think there's a risk of food inflation coming to that. And at the same time, I mean these fears have also come at a time when there are climate issues as well. El Nino is forming ahead of time and that's impacting you know um, some of the South American countries it's impacting the production for some of the Asian Southeast Asian countries as well and like you mentioned yes India so I think yeah we really need to kind of you know be watchful of any fears of food crisis again and this is obviously key for some of the frontier markets some of the smaller developing markets as well. All right, food inflation, big tech earnings and central banks will be in focus this week. We've been chatting with Charu Chanana. She is the market strategist for Sexo Singapore. Charu, thank you for your time this morning. It was a pleasure, Ryan. And uh, let's keep a tab on what's uh, to come this week. <laughs> Before acting on the information on Money FM. 
Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.